0: Hello, Darren Mitchell here, and welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. Wherever you are in the world, trust you've had a great start to the working week. Today is Tuesday, 13th of April, 2021, and uh, where I am in Melbourne, well, the Macedon Rangers right now, it is, uh, well, it is April, but it feels like the middle of July. It feels like winter because it is freezing cold. The the heaters are on for the first time of the year, and uh, it wasn't but a week ago over Easter weekend that it was really, really warm. but That really is symptomatic of this beautiful place of Victoria and particularly Melbourne. And uh, for many people who live in Australia, they say that Melbourne is the four seasons in one day, capital of Australia. And that is to some degree pretty true because uh, as I said, a week ago it was about 25 to 30 degrees and now I reckon it's about six. It is freezing cold. So I don't think we'll be using the swimming pool until next summer now because I think it's well past the uh, the swimming weather. Which is a bit disappointing, given that we really didn't have a summer this year, and we have probably only used the pool a couple of times, unfortunately, which is uh, which is not great. But uh, hey, gives me some, something to do: clean the pool and keep cleaning the pool. Which, uh, after deciding to get a pool over 10 years ago, my wife said, "You can be the pool cleaner, and you can keep the pool clean." So that's that's my job, and that's all good. So uh, in today's episode, recording a little bit later than normal again. Uh, it's about 4:30. On Tuesday afternoon, so having just finished another workshop, and actually finished the last four weeks, I've been working with an organization and a great group of leaders within that organization on on a leadership development program. And these are a group of leaders, uh, some very experienced, others relatively new, and there's been a couple of emerging leaders that were part of the program. But it was great to spend time with this group over the last four weeks and build some relationships. And what I've come to realize through running this program and interacting with them. Is that leadership really is multi-dimensional? Now, I kind of intuitively knew that, and I keep talking about that, and I, I certainly cover that off when I'm working with teams. But working with this group over the last four weeks, it really brought this to the to the uh, to the table and brought it to the surface as just reinforcement that hey, leadership is not well. First of all, it's not for everybody, and there's a key message in this podcast today that leadership is not for everybody. But it is with that comes a huge responsibility with leadership, but also a massive opportunity, and I really just reflecting on the last four weeks, and I just wanted to record some thoughts, having just come straight off the last uh, the last workshop with this with his group. Just wanted to reflect on, I guess, the experience of the last four weeks, some of the topics that we talked about, and some of the insights that the team got from the workshops over the last four weeks. Because it's not always what I expect, and this this is what's really intriguing to me because different people take different things out of out of programs, out of teaching, out of coaching, out of mentoring sessions, and certainly out of workshops. But overarchingly, over- the key thing that I really loved about this group is I just loved the appetite of the leaders to embrace new concepts. For some of them, they've been in leadership for 20, 25 years. And for some of them, a lot of this stuff would have been refreshers. But uh, for them, they had an equally... A voracious appetite to learn new things and learn new perspectives and to push themselves to step outside the of their comfort zone and really embrace getting uncomfortable with some of the things we talked about over the last four weeks. And it was just a really great experience because not only did this enable us to explore some great topics in a lot of detail, but for the newer people, they could leverage off the experiences and the insights and, I guess, um, perspectives of the people who were more experienced in the room. And I think that's that's the great thing about it. It was just such a multi-dimensional group of people from different backgrounds and from different experience levels, which when you put them all together, it was a fantastic experience and every single one of them got a great uh, got a great outcome of, of the program over the last four weeks. And it was a great I, I, guess, I guess an eye-opener for me and that sometimes I go into programs and working with teams and working with leaders and think that there'll be certain and I always Come up with certain objectives as to what success looks like. What are some of the key topics? What sort of roadmap do we want to put? What we want to put in place? What are some of the key lessons we want to impart so they get the best experience and they have the best experience, but also get the best outcome for them to take their leadership to an entirely new level. But it's always interesting to uh, when you sit back and and get people's perspectives on what they've taken away from the program. They're often different to what I had intended them to take away and. What this for me is just a, another reminder of, you know what, leadership is multi-dimensional, and we don't want to be as leaders too prescriptive on what are the outcomes we wanting our teams or in my case, leaders to get out of any particular program when it comes to running workshops, facilitating uh, conferences, but also working one-on-one or, or, or also with teams. Because sometimes the learning is in the, I guess, the perspectives and the insights that the team gets through the process, which can often be different and some cases, vastly different to what you had intended or what you thought would be the outcome or the ideal outcome for that particular group. So even in this case, the most experienced leaders, they took their learning to an entirely new level. So even though some of the concepts we were talking about, they had been using uh, for many, many years, they were able to take and get slightly different insights, which means their learning went to an entirely new level. And what was interesting is they took different learnings from that in different perspectives, which therefore enhanced the ability of some of the lesser experienced leaders to really ramp up their education and their applicability of the topics that we covered off. And that's the key thing. There's too many programs out there where it's all based on theory that you learn a certain framework or you learn a certain methodology, and there's not a lot of practicality around that. So we always make sure that anything we talk about in terms of concepts and frameworks that they have definitive applicability immediately and we make it relevant to that particular team and that particular industry. Because too often, and one of the teams was sharing this with me, I think last week, saying that often they go to training and the training is quite well theoretical, but there's a lot of content to cover. But there's not a lot of practicality around it. So it's not necessarily clear as to how this will be applied in the real world. And so the feedback they they gave me through this program was that all the concepts we talked about they could apply it immediately. And because we had gaps of a week between each session, they were able to take some of the key contents and apply those content chunks in real-world examples to stress test them, to get some test and measuring happening and get some feedback as to what happened. And it was fantastic to come back every week and get some insights in terms of what the team had actually implemented and what their key insights were through that implementation. And again, Many of them had completely different learnings and completely different understandings. And even though and I had one particular person say, you know what, I've I've been using this particular model for a long, long time and I thought I knew it. But it's only when I applied it in this particular way that we, we went through that it's now given me a completely different context and a completely different perspective that now takes my learning to an entirely new level, which by the way is only going to enhance my ability to pay this forward and be more effective for my team. So they're the, they're the things that I really love because it's just like gold where leaders who have been around for a while are thinking, you know what, there is another level. And whilst I keep banging on about this with all my clients and all the and if you listen to the podcast, I'm always talking about there is always another level to get to. It is just so refreshing to hear from people who are outside of my, I guess, my zone or my sphere of influence that apply these things and actually come back and realize and then verbalize the fact that, hey, I was able to take my influence or I was able to take my leadership to a different level or to a new level over the last week through the implementation of these principles. And it's just music to my ears and it makes it so worthwhile in terms of why I do what I do. And so today, just a couple of reflections on on this particular four-week program and some of the high-level key topics that uh, that we covered off, which uh like to do a bit more in terms of podcasts in the future around these. I've already recorded some around these, but I might actually record some more in from a different different perspective. But it just reinforced the key message out of today just reinforced for me, and perhaps this resonates with you as well, that leadership really is multi-dimensional. It is not a one size fits all type of approach. And for those of us who have tried to put the one size fits all into our leadership philosophy, it it doesn't work. And it hasn't worked. I've experienced this myself and I've seen others' experiences, then it doesn't work. So it is multidimensional, which means there's multiple different things we have to learn and there's multiple different perspectives we need to actually grasp so that we can be a much more well-rounded leader, and particularly when it comes to sales. So some of the key topics we talked about over the last four weeks are really uh, really general topics, but we delved into these some uh, a lot deeper than others. But from a perspective of leadership, it was a real all-encompassing sort of approach to the leadership uh, conversation and therefore the development program for these guys. So, we talked about uh, things like the characteristics of a leader. So, what makes a great leader? How do I separate uh, being a great leader from just an average leader? How do I make the distinction between managing and leading and the fact that two of those need to exist or coexist in a well functioning team because there will be some times where I have to lead, but there will also be some times when I have to manage. And it was a really good conversation around that. We talked a lot about the different behavior styles and whether you call it personality profiling or energy types or behavior profiles, it's really important that we as leaders get a really good understanding of the different types of people that are out there and certainly the ty- different types of people that we have within our team, first of all, but also the different types of people we're dealing with in our key stakeholder groups, whether that be internal key partners, external channel partners, customers, government agencies, etc. Because as leaders, we need to be able to adjust our style to better communicate with these people in order to get our message through and therefore increase our influence and by virtue of that increase our leadership. We talked about emotional intelligence and how important it is that certainly as leaders to increase our scale of emotional intelligence, to be more self-aware, to read the play better and how that can enhance our leadership and therefore our positioning within a team and within our, within our industry in some cases. But also have the foresight to know that based on different types of contexts, different types of situations demonstrate the leadership flexibility and based on the situation we find ourselves in, bring a different flavor to the table and enhance our leadership through doing things differently and approaching the leadership situation in a different way and using situational leadership as an example to do that. We also delve deeply into one of my favorite topics around leadership and that is trust. And what was really interesting with this is the conversation we had around trust was then followed by a game that I often play with teams to see, okay, we've just spoken about the important attributes of a great leader when it comes to building trust and maintaining trust, and really earning the right to lead the team and be trusted by the team. And then, as soon as I put them into a into a situation where it's perceived to be a competition, we see some of the behaviours come to the fore, which is which is sometimes in complete contradiction to the concepts and the philosophies we've just spoken about in relation to trust. And it's just a phenomenal way to actually explore trust and bring trust and the meaning behind trust and some of the key insights behind trust to the fore and to the table so that people can actually understand that in a real-life situation, how do we sometimes behave is completely contrary to the ideas or the philosophies that we hold true or we believe in around trust because sometimes what we say and what we do is completely different and it was a fantastic insight for these guys, and, and certainly uh, for me as well as a, as a facilitator. Uh, we talked about dysfunctions and dysfunctions of a team, and how teamwork is really important as a leader. We talked about influencing how the, the six laws of influence are critical to our ability to not only influence our team but help our team influence other key stakeholders to get great outcomes and to drive win win outcomes. And then today, we talked a lot about coaching and mentoring and how great leaders are always great coaches, they're great mentors. And not only do they know what role they need to play based on the situation and the context of the situation, they have this uh, this amazing ability of good timing and they know exactly when it needs to happen. Uh, we also talked about the importance of feedback and how as leaders, and I talk a lot about this on the podcast around, as leaders, we need to be able to become feedback-seeking machines and create that culture where feedback is expected and it is also demanded. So feedback is critical, and we had a great conversation about this, and I shared with them a framework in order for them to provide some great feedback to their team and really take their leadership capabilities to an entirely new level. What was really interesting about this is that this team is no different to most teams that I work with in that, from a feedback perspective, they tend to be more prevalent in terms of providing feedback when things are not going well. And so one of the things we need to think about as leaders, and hopefully this resonates with you as well, is that if we want to create that feedback culture, that real feedback culture where it's demanded and expected on a regular basis and it becomes almost part of our, I guess, team DNA, then we need to be looking for opportunities to provide feedback on a constant basis, which probably starts with providing constructive, positive feedback on where we're doing things well. Many of the guys said, hey, our environments, they tend to be, feedback conversations tend to be only when things are going wrong. And if nothing's said, then that must mean that things are going okay. Well, that's not what we have, and that's not what we want in terms of a great feedback culture. So it was a fantastic conversation around that. And then we finished off by talking about managing performance and how correcting performance is is a much better approach, and certainly the leadership leader's responsibility around that." to prevent the situation getting completely out of hand before it gets to a formalized performance management process. And I think if you're like most leaders, the leadership uh, responsibility around performance management is can be quite oner- onerous and not a great experience, not only not for the leader, but also not for the individual going through it as well. So how do we actually prevent that from happening by correcting for performance and putting some things in place to get them back on track? before it gets to that, and so all of this is geared around becoming a much better leader, becoming a multidimensional leader. So the key lesson out of, I guess, the last four sessions and the key lesson out of this podcast today, this episode is, for me, it's just reinforced the fact that leadership is multi-dimensional, is not a one-size-fits-all, and we can't try to be one-dimensional for anybody from a leadership point of view because people are different. It's also a fact that leadership is not for everybody. And we had a number of people make the comment that, you know what, leadership is difficult. Leadership is hard. It's not easy. They, It's not what they expected it to be. And some of them are starting to question as to whether leadership long-term is for them. And that's perfectly okay because it's not for everybody. It does take work. It's a huge responsibility, but it's also a great opportunity. And you can have a massive impact if you focus on becoming the very best version of you you possibly can and focusing on what are the key things that will drive leadership forward. And always... With the presupposition, of course, that there is another level to get to, and they were always, always improving. So, not only did I love working with his group, great organization, fantastic Australian organization, but also reinforced for me, it's amazing when this happens when you're working with clients, you're working with groups, you're working with individuals, it just reinforces the fact, yeah, I'm doing what it is that I love to do. And for me, quite frankly, I cannot imagine doing anything else other than working in the leadership space, working with sales leaders, helping their teams, helping them become exceptional. And I'd love to do the same for you if you're committed and if you're ready to take your leadership to an entirely new level. Now, this is not for everybody, only working with people who are committed to taking their leadership to the exceptional sales leader level, and uh, if that's you, hey, let's jump on a call and let's work out how we can work together one-on-one over the next 90 days, and we can start as early as this week. Got some openings coming up this week. Uh, More than happy to jump on a Zoom call, have a conversation about what that program looks like and then start working with you one-on-one to take your leadership to that exceptional sales leader level. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on a Zoom call, have that conversation. And as I said, get started as early as this week. So with that said, I hope you have a phenomenal end to Tuesday being the 13th of April, 2021. And I look forward to talking to you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best.